Dear friends in Christ, we hear today what Jesus said to the Emmaus disciples in Luke 24. O foolish ones, and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. It's a rare thing in the world of sports that a head coach would stand before reporters at a press conference and guarantee victory in the big game. That sort of thing is known to backfire. It gives the other team incentive to prove the guy wrong and make him eat his words. Well, imagine something even more extreme. The football coach not only guarantees victory, but writes the game plan down to exact details, mails it to the other team, and says, read this. Here's what we plan to do on Sunday. Try to stop us. That, to my knowledge, has never been done before. And yet, in a way, it is what God did with the Old Testament prophecies. He laid out his game plan of salvation for others to read in advance, and that could include the devil. God promised a champion to defeat Satan, a descendant of David, born in the city of David, born to a virgin mother. And yet he would be Emmanuel, God with us. He promised that this God, man, would live a perfect life and be rejected by his own people. God promised to lay on his servant, the Holy One, all of our sins and punish him for what we did. God promised that the result of this sacrifice would be forgiveness of all sins, life instead of death, heaven instead of hell, for all who put their trust in the one God sent. God even laid out his end game, the fourth quarter strategy, if you will. It would be the resurrection of the Holy One and his ascension back to heavenly glory. Surely the devil must have known the game plan, too. You can tell by something that happened early in the history of Jesus. Why do you suppose that King Herod ordered the slaughter of the Bethlehem babies. That was the devil's move, hoping to eliminate Jesus before he could do anything. We jump ahead in the action to the second half of the clash. We can identify pivotal moments. Satan would take on Jesus in the wilderness, but none of the temptations would work. He did manage to get a few disciples to stand in the way. One tried to prevent Jesus from going to the cross when he said, Far be it from you, Lord. To which Jesus replied, Get behind me, Satan. Peter later would deny Jesus, while Judas would betray him. One by one, it seems that Jesus was losing his allies. 
he would have to go to the cross all by himself, with no one to cover his back, as he endured the worst part. God the Father, forsaking him, pouring all of his anger on Christ for sins that he did not commit. Meanwhile, the devil was free to make it all as unbearable as he could in the hope that Jesus would give up. It would be an all-out blitz that comes up short. For we do hear the Lord's triumphant cry, It is finished. Game over. Are you familiar with the term Monday morning quarterback? On the day after the game, fans will think back to key plays, decisive moments when victory was decided for the winning team. The Emmaus disciples of our text were not very good as Monday morning quarterbacks. They did have God's game plan in the Old Testament, after all. They were there to see Jesus carry carry it out to a point, healing people of their diseases, raising the dead like Lazarus, never committing even one sin. But his death on the cross, they didn't know what to do with that. That looked like losing to them. It did not fit their idea of how to win the victory. As Professor Rhyme said to us yesterday, we would have done no better. We have our own ways of being just as foolish and slow of heart to believe. For example, we may try to add our own efforts to what Jesus did and make some kind of attempt to atone for our own sins. Or we lose sight of the fact that Jesus lives as promised and is walking with us today. The analogy of a football game, even a Super Bowl championship game, certainly has its limits in portraying all that Jesus accomplished for us. This was no game after all. This was war. And if Jesus lost, so would we, in the worst way possible. When Jesus wins, however, it is a victory unparalleled in the course of human existence. For unlike the fans of a Super Bowl champion, we fans of Jesus get to share in all the spoils of his victory, and the devil can do nothing substantial about that. Satan will not make a comeback. The most he can do as he waits for final judgment is to hang around, look for some weakness, try to tempt us, so that we let go of our victory in Christ. Thankfully, we have Jesus doing for us what he did for the Emmaus disciples when he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. We too can read that game plan in the Old Testament and watch the highlight reel in the New Testament with Jesus giving us the play-by-play, as it were, and the Holy Spirit increasing our understanding of and our faith in those promises kept, those prophecies fulfilled, our sins forever removed, our death overturned, heaven heaven itself opened to us. Thank you, Jesus. That's the cheer. Our cheer of victorious celebration as we get to be every day, Monday morning quarterbacks, quarterbacks of the greatest victory ever won, and the greatest champion the world 
will ever know. The hymn selected for this morning's chapel address is hymn 342 from the Lutheran hymnal. Chief of sinners, though I be, Jesus shed his blood for me, died that I might live on high, live that I might never die. As the branches to the vine, I am his and he is mine. Oh, the height of Jesus' love, higher than the hands above, deeper than the depths of sea, lasting as eternity. only can impart balm to heal the smitten heart peace that flows from sin forgive joy that lifts the soul to hell faith and hope to walk with God in the way that Enoch trod chief of sinners is all in all to me. All my wants to Him I know. All my sorrows are His own. Safe with Him from earthly strife, He sustains the hidden life. O my Savior, help afford by Thy Spirit Why? Wow. 